0: I became a coach because I wanted to positively impact people's lives.
1: Welcome to the Coach Pony Podcast, where our goal is to help you learn the critical business skills that you need to succeed as a coach. And it all starts with learning how to get those paying clients. In season one of our podcast, join us as we interview experienced six and seven figure coaches from different niches and delve into how they got that very first client and what they do differently today. In this episode, we head back into the world of health coaching with Steve Adams from Tiger PI. Steve is a former corporate banker and entrepreneur whose passion lies in helping leaders achieve sustainable peak performance through his innovative health system and training. Listen in as we explore how this veteran entrepreneur, who by the way, has built $100 million businesses, got his very first client for his health coaching company. He'll share his big mistake in his first year of business, and of course, his very simple way of getting clients today. And with that, let's get down to business. So Steve, I am so excited to have you here on the podcast today. And as you know, we just like to dive in and get straight to the meat and the nosy questions. So can you tell me about how you got your very first paying client? Take me back to that day and tell me how they found you.
0: My first paying client was actually in a doctor's office because when I first started this business, I started with a micro pilot and a doctor's office and That ended up not being our customer. But a better story is one of my earliest clients was actually a Big Ten basketball coach, a men's basketball coach. And I was uh, at a last minute, I decided to fly to Philadelphia and go to this fundraiser of a friend of mine because he asked me to come and I went and I stayed to the very end and everybody's left. There was probably this was pre COVID, obviously. There were probably 2,500 people in the room. I started having a chat with this guy uh, who was left, and I I can't even remember his name now, but he ended up being the younger brother of this basketball coach. And he, he asked me what I did, and I explained it to him, and he grabbed my shoulders, and he goes, you need to fix my brother. And I said, who's your brother? And he goes, he's Pat Chambers, the basketball coach at Penn State. And I said, well, great, I'd love to talk to him. And so... Um, I did a month later, and then we signed him up, and he became our first client, one of our first early clients. And I really appreciate it because he trusted me and believed in what we were doing, and uh, he he's had a complete transformation in his life as a result of working with us.
1: I love that. So tell me if I can be a little bit nosy. Sure. What, what did you charge him, and how many sessions um, did that include over what period of time?
0: Yeah, it was uh, it was like $300 a month for a year. And we ended up doing more with him that was more extensive later. But that was the first, you know, thing that I did with him. And I, you know, our rates are higher than that. But uh, I looked at it as marketing. If I could work with this big university guy and we were able to get good results for him, uh, he was more than willing to tell the world. And so he has, he's actually on our front page of our website. There's about a four minute video where he tells the story.
1: That's awesome. So everyone, if you go to Tiger Performance Institute, you can check it out for yourselves. Is that, that's right. That's where to find it on uh, the page.
0: It's real simple tigerpi.com. I
1: love it. I love it. So, um, tell me a little bit more about your package. Cause I know people are going to be interested. What types of work did you do with him? You were you were doing this health coaching. Did you do assessments? What was sort of included in that $300 a month at the time?
0: Well, early on, it was uh, only just, we were doing heart rate variability training using um, a biofeedback device on a, on a phone. And that, you know, the device isn't that expensive. Um, it's more about the coaching at that point. And so that's what we did early on. And then he, he grew into our premier package, um, which I can explain. I, like I can explain our whole product ladder if you want to know. There's, there's different levels based on where people are with their budget and where they are with their needs.
1: So if an entrepreneur comes to you today <clears throat> and wants kind of the mm-hmm. entry package, what are you, what does that look like for them and what are you charging them?
0: Yeah. So what we did, so we have, I have a book called Unleash the Peak Performer Within You. You know, that's a book you can get on Amazon for 20 bucks. That's like the basic, very bottom level where you can just learn about what we do. Um, The second thing, we also have a membership that's $49 a month. And the real value there is you get a package in the mail every month of a a full, well-done newsletter. You get an audio lesson by me where I talk about what I learned as an entrepreneur over 20-some years as an entrepreneur every month. Um, I do a book review also. And so that's in that package. But the real value is you get access to our online training vault, which is all of our we have a flow state program in there where there's 46 video lessons and how to work in a flow state. Um, There's other health type courses. So you get all of that. So that's the next level. And then our first level coaching program is $997. And you get the you get a heart math biofeedback device from us and then you get a coach who will work with you for three sessions and teach you how to achieve something called heart coherence, which is a way for you to, on demand, get out of stress. And as you do that, what you're doing physiologically is you're improving your long-term health by improving your heart rate variability, which is, it's counterintuitive, but the more variable your heart rate is, the more health, the healthier you are, uh, the more flexible the heart muscle is. Uh, If you have a brittle heart rate and you have a low heart rate variability score, that's actually correlates with disease and all cause mortality. Mm. So that's the first level program.
1: Wow. And if someone wants to work directly with you, is that possible? And if it is, what would that look like?
0: Uh, Actually, no, because I'm the CEO of the company and... I have two highly trained coaches who are actually better at this than I am. So you might get Steve, the book author, but you'd actually get a worse coach. So um, the uh, I've set this company up so that we can scale it with highly trained, highly qualified coaches who work with our medical doctor on staff. And I um, I would be willing to do someone. Um, we'd have to negotiate. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll just leave right it at that. On,
1: <laughs> right on request with some negotiation. I love it. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. coaches, yeah. Uh, excuse me, you found your first client sort of by showing up and doing a little bit of networking. How do clients yes. primarily find um, you guys today? What's the number one way Very they find good you? good
0: question. I would say uh, through referrals is number one. Okay. We have, we have, you know, a fairly good number of happy clients right now. Uh, But also we have a we have a educational webinar model that we run uh, on social media to get people to register for that, where I explain in depth for about 50 minutes everything we do. Um, We have a stress blueprint and a longevity webinar, two different webinars. Uh, And then the third way is um, I have a private Facebook group. If people became friends of me, I can invite you to my Peak performers Biohackers group. And then I'll do, I'll do live video in there. I'll do interviews with people in there. I share content and through that uh, mechanism, I get clients awesome. as well. And then I'll, and also just old fashioned networking, you know, like a speaking engagement um, or, you know, someone just says, Hey, I need you to talk to my friend. And I talk to him and then, and then I'll get a sale.
1: And I want to circle back because I love what you said first, which was referrals. Mm -hmm. And even when you have a big company and multiple team members, and a lot of our folks are just solo entrepreneurs right now, but Mm -hmm. even when you scale a company, you still kind of get clients the old fashioned way. Good word of mouth goes a long way for so many
0: people. I agree, Christy. And we're really not that big of a company yet, uh, but referrals are very important because it really demonstrates that you're getting real results for people. And the thing that you, you can't forget to do is ask for them. Your, your happy clients are more than happy to, to tell your story if you ask them, but they have their own movie in life that they're, they're in and they're busy. So they don't think about doing that unless you ask them. And that's what I would encourage the coaches that listen to you is, you know, have a great referral building strategy. And my last company that I scaled to over 100 million in revenue, we, that was still our number one growth vehicle was our stores was referrals.
1: So I wanna dig into this a little bit because I think this is something that's so important. So what are your best sort of one to two tips on how to ask people for referrals? What have you found works the best to get people to take action?
0: Believe it or not, it's not bribe them with money. Uh, Most people want to help you if you've helped them. And so uh, I I will simply text them or it just depends on the relationship. If there's somebody that I've gotten to know really well as they've been a client, I'll text them and just say, hey, John, have you can you think of anyone like you who you think would benefit from working with us? We promise to take care of them just like we took care of you. That's basically what I'll say. Mm. And I'll, I'll do that message in either email or phone call or a text.
1: And what I'm taking away from that that I want to highlight is you're reaching out on a personal level. It's not a group email blast that you're sending out 200 people you're making the point to connect with someone individually
0: you know i want to really emphasize this for coaches that are listening is forget about funnels i mean you need to build them but you're going to grow your business with the human touch
1: yeah that's that's i like that simple and to the point so you mm-hmm. have an interesting background compared to many of the people i've talked to so far in that you've been an, an entrepreneur for a long time You've scaled businesses to you know hundred million dollars. Um, so you've had a lot of experience, both in banking and franchising and other places. What made you decide mm-hmm. to enter into the realm of coaching and health coaching specifically?
0: It's really a story of my own life. I, you know, as a banker, I, it was a high stress uh, role in corporate lending. Uh, my last job, I had a billion dollar loan portfolio. So there, you know, you have a lot on your mind and, and then I left banking and started my first store that later grew to 47 stores um, in six states and, and I don't know 8 750 800 employees and the the thing that I did that what I've learned is almost all entrepreneurs do this corporate executives uh, professionals is they're so passionate about what they're doing they forget about their body they forget about their physiology and that's what I did and. Uh, I was traveling 100 nights a year for about a decade, and I just came to a point where I was numb. I had had no energy. I was irritable. My judgment was starting to be impaired a little bit. I wasn't, um, you know, I wasn't a lot of fun for my partners. And I just felt like I was having to work 10 times harder to get what I used to get done, you know, in very little time. And I I can't, I realized I, you know, I saw a doctor and all this and I realized I had burnout. I was, I had the real official deal. And I was also, if I didn't change, I was going to mess up my marriage even worse. And so I just made the decision to um, get out of the business, sell to the partners. I took a year off and through that process, this company came to, came to life Um, because I wanted to give the tool I never had to you know, busy people. Because Christy, there are a lot of biohackers out there. There's lots of great sources. Ben Greenfield, Dave Asprey. Uh, there's lots of great people doing good research. But where I saw the gap was, there. Are people like me need somebody to come along with a curated solution that I can easily implement and and build sustainability long term in my health and performance and that's really what we do
1: one of the things I often find is that we coach who we used to be and it sounds like that's Mm. the case for you is that fair
0: that's fair because I understand their life and I think if you're going to understand your avatar client as a coach I mean it's really helpful if you understand their pain points and understand their emotions and their struggles because that's how you identify with meeting a need they have. And, you know, if I was running a business to work with pest control owners, I would be completely disconnected to them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so I I want to say something to all the coaches listening too. If you're struggling with your niche, most of us coach who we used to be. And so, you know, if that's where you're drawn to, don't be afraid of that. You're not alone in that. Right. So the first year of business is always full of ups and downs. And again, you're coming I love that you're coming at this from a different perspective from so much entrepreneurial experience, but I still think there's, you know, even when you have a lot of experience, I'm still, there's still things that don't quite work out. So can you take us back to sort of the first year in business um, at Tiger PI and tell me what was sort of the lowest moment for you as you set up this, this new endeavor, take us back to that time.
0: Yeah. uh, Well, the, the low moment would be probably, so I had about, six, eight months where I did a pilot medical practice and that didn't work. And also we, we used to do neurofeedback, which is a a biofeedback training program you do on the brain. And it's got some great research behind it and we still do it, but it's not a featured part of our program. Well, back then it was the program. And uh, we had transitioned from one older technology platform that was very clinical to now one that was very consumer friendly, but we got about three months in and realized the reliability factor on it wasn't very good. It was difficult. And I, I came to the realization that if I was gonna stay with neurofeedback being the primary offer of our company, we weren't gonna make it. And that was very deflating. Um, my Thankfully, from my experience, I learned you have to do a series of little pilots before you go big so I had done that. I hadn't spent too much money, but we had to do a major pivot. And really when that happened was my family and I went to London for vacation. So I took my kids and their spouses to uh, Bruges, Belgium, which I recommend to everyone one time in their life uh, for the chocolate and the Christmas market.
1: I um, did my master's degree in Brussels. So I'm so prepared. you know
0: all about Bruges.
1: Oh, yes. And the chocolate on every corner. It's
0: living a oh, dream. yes. Yes. So we then we went to London for eight or nine days, and this was right before COVID, you know. And um, me and my son-in-law and my son, we all worked together. Um, brilliant guys. We kind of reimagined who we are over coffee at seven in the morning for ten days in a row. And we came back, and we started to put this together. And then COVID hit, and and that forced me. I had I had to get rid of. I had to get rid of is the wrong term. I had to help two really nice people do something else outside of the company. And I reoriented everything. I wrote a book in eight weeks. Um, I created an online course and then pulled the doctor that we have forward in the program and redesigned it and relaunched it last summer. And we put about eight or 10 people through a beta. And so, yeah, that low point was realizing I had to completely reimagine the business and I was going to have to invest a lot more time and money. Uh, to get there. So I felt like I wasted a year, but I didn't because you have to go through that process of feedback from the market to be able to get the answer. And so now it's been two and a half years. And just in the last six months, do I feel like we've gained traction and we've gotten acceptance in the market? And it's very exciting.
1: That is exciting. When your ideas come together and they click with your market, it's a huge energetic shift (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) Yes. <laughs>
1: Both mentally and physically in terms of of how the business is operating. What do you feel like, what were the questions that you asked yourself? Because I think what you went through is pretty common uh, where you try something, it doesn't work and you feel for some of us, we get really rudderless. We start to feel really stuck or paralyzed and kind of like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do next? So over those coffees, what what were the questions you're asking or what advice do you have for people who find themselves in a similar situation?
0: Well, first I went back to my purpose. You know, I, I think I'll, if you do not have clarity as an individual, as a coach, it's really difficult to function well. Uh, I also have core values written out. Um, and so I just went back to my purpose and core values, and um, we talked about those between Colin and Colton and myself. And we went back and said, "What is what is the biggest problem that we knew our client was Avatar was entrepreneurs?" And we just did more digging on that. What is who is our client, and what is their biggest problem? And what really happened was we realized our actually our best client is actually a middle aged entrepreneur. Not just any entrepreneur, you know, nothing against a 28-year-old entrepreneur, but their body is so bulletproof, and they think they are. But when you get somebody who's 45, 50, 55, they're starting to break down. And and so we realize, okay, now that's the person. What's the pain point? Well, it's energy. It's sleep is bad. Their 30 years of stress has accumulated to the point where it's starting to show up in maybe pre-diabetes or something like that. And we realize, oh... If these are the challenges that our entrepreneurs are facing or they're concerned about cognitive decline, we had been talking to our doctor, um, you know, person who's now part of the team for a year already. And we said, we need to pull him forward in the process and get him more involved. That's when that was the magic moment because that bringing a, a trained naturopathic MD he's a full MD but naturopathic and he's got this specialized training from a guy from MIT in cognitive work pulling him forward that was the hook that entrepreneur like oh this is like a serious deal this is not just peak performance mindsets not that that's bad this is actually a medical program and I'm excited about that so that's when it shifted for us
1: and I I want to just sort of highlight what you said in terms of you got really clear on who you were serving, right? You're not trying to serve yep. everyone, that mid-level yeah. executive whose body is starting to break down and they know it, they've identified the problem, and then you got yep. clear on how you wanted to serve them and what makes you different and bringing that science and that doctor into it to kind of separate you um, and solve that problem. Right. And so, for, you know, I just, I want to highlight that because that's so important no matter what your niche is to be able to see that person you're serving and know who they are, so you can connect with them. So, thank you for for highlighting that because it's it's a key success metric in business. I find, and that's where a lot of coaches go wrong. They want to help everyone, they don't want to say no to anyone, and they end up helping no one.
0: I couldn't agree more. And we went through that process. We actually brought in clients that weren't a good fit, and it was miserable. Mm-hmm. So it isn't worth it. Um, but you know what? Everybody will do it because you got to make the payments. You know, you got to make your bills and. But just know that the more specific and the more picky you get, the better your business will be in the long run.
1: Yes, 100 percent. Like, amen. Let's underline that and circle it. I don't know how we do that (laughs) on a podcast, but (laughs) so if you were to like a lot of people listening will be younger, but some of us are more seasoned in terms of our age. If you're talking to entrepreneurs right now and you're like, okay, here are two things you can do as coaches and you know, starting out as solopreneurs for your health, what would your two tips yeah. be to these new coaches that they could kind of implement now, uh, whatever their niche, just to help their businesses grow?
0: Oh, absolutely. And yeah, I, this is meant to just be a, an investment in your listeners. I'm not concerned if anybody comes to me. Two things. One would be learn how to redefine your relationship with stress. So, uh, you know, go to heartmath.org or uh, any number of breathing apps and get one on your phone and do diaphragmic breathing on a daily basis and learn how to separate yourself from what's stressing you and short circuit the biochemical process that's happening in your body that is not working for you. It's working against you. Okay, so that's tip number one. I love it. Heart we can math. do, and we can do all of this with you if you want to work with us. But I'm just saying that's a, that's a direct route without any coaching. The second way that you can have a massive impact on your future health is to um, change your attitude about sleep. Um, don't joke around and say I'll sleep when I'm dead or I'll sleep when I'm retired. You need to invest in eight hours sleep every night. Go to, Be in bed eight hours every night, even if you're 25 and you don't think you need it. I didn't. I bought, I'm i from the baby boomer generation. I'm in the last year of it. And we all thought working 80 hours a week was cool. And yeah. the lack of sleep will cause you to become, have problems with weight gain. It'll lead to diabetes. It will cause uh, neurodegenerative disease. There's nothing good about uh, shortcutting your sleep. And actually, by taking more time for sleep, you'll actually be more productive in the long run. So be those two things. Those are force multipliers.
1: And if we could switch to, I, thank you for those. I 100% agree, everyone. As entrepreneurs, we have to take care of ourselves. We are everything mm-hmm. to our businesses. And so these are two really specific tips, which I love. And if you were to give a tip or two, your best advice to new health coaches in particular, the one or two things they should be thinking about in their business to kind of help get them going. If they're kind of on that edge, they want to go into health coaching, but they're, you know, like what would be your sort of top piece of advice for them?
0: Mm-hmm. Get really, really clear about who your avatar is, your slam dunk ideal best client. And I would encourage you to niche down into homeschool moms who have off days on Wednesday, like that level of specificity, Uh, because I feel like we are getting very close, but we're not all the way there, Uh, my own company. Um, So I would say niche down tightly Because that's going to give you the best success so that you can stand out in that group. Um, I think the second thing is, is really invest in your knowledge because you got to have something, you know, I mean, I've done coaching. I mean, I did it inside my company for years, developing leaders. You got to have something to bring to the conversation. You can't just be off a script. People smell that. You got to have depth. You got to be able to bring something to the moment that you can pull from a prior reserve of learning. So I'd be committed to daily learning and then, you know, niche down.
1: I like those two. And are there any assessments or specific training you think health coaches should look into?
0: Uh, You know, I don't know because I don't have a medical background either. I think that if you're going to be a coach, you should get some kind of a coaching certification so that you learn a framework to work with people on. Uh, I think you also should really understand people well. You know, I can do coaching intuitively because I'm, you know, I'm in my late 50s. I have worked with people for 35 years. I've got a deep, deep well of learning. Um, But if I was starting over, I would get a framework like that. And then secondly, look for specific, you know, Functional Medicine Institute has a functional medicine certified health coach. That's one of the best ones that I know about. I know our physician recommends that
1: good I, I always like sharing that i get asked this question a lot as well and so i just want to point out for anyone in the life coach area we have a great blog and coach pony which is um, if you search coach pony best life coach school will give you some information there but i mm. love that you you brought up the health coach institute as well um mm-hmm. excellent so i want to get into something we call the lightning round or the sweet part of this interview, which is a lightning round of chocolatey goodness where I get to ask you (laughs) nosy questions.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm scared now. Uh, And our
1: lightning round is sponsored by two things. One, our free guide on CoachPony.com, which helps you learn how to get clients that will actually pay you. It's 26 pages and it's free and you can find it at coachpony.com. And we're also always sponsored by some sort of chocolate. And today we're sponsored by Trader Joe's chocolate frozen croissants, the ones you leave out overnight and that they will rise in your kitchen and then it'll be like a pillowy chocolate piece of goodness that you can pop into your toaster oven the next morning. And perhaps I did that recently, maybe this morning, hard to say. And it's just amazing because butter and chocolate together is just a really great combination. And I'm not even feeling guilty talking to someone in the health industry about this.
0: (laughs) I love it too.
1: (laughs) So Steve, are you ready for the lightning round? I hope so. What was the most expensive thing you spent money on recently in your business? A coach. What is the best thing you spent money on recently for your business? A coach. Name one thing you feel like you've wasted money on in your business.
0: I spent too much money on equipment before I knew what I was gonna ultimately do.
1: What is your favorite dessert?
0: German chocolate cake.
1: What is your favorite book in your niche?
0: I really like Dave Asprey's book, Game Changers.
1: What is the last book that you read?
0: That's a great question by Greg Buston, which is actually really good for coaches.
1: What takes the most time out of your workday?
0: Sales calls, but that's a good use of my time.
1: Dark chocolate or milk chocolate?
0: Dark chocolate.
1: White chocolate. Is it delicious or is it an abomination?
0: Abomination. And it's off limits, I'm dairy food.
1: (laughs) Well, that, sir, is indeed the correct answer. So congratulations for passing the lightning (laughs) round.
0: (laughs) Great. Do I win something?
1: Um, Uh, High fives? Kudos? Good. There
0: you go. That's good. (laughs) So
1: tell me about Game Changers. Why do you like that book?
0: Because uh, Dave interviewed, I don't know, four or 500 high achievers. And he kind of weaved in their habits with the biohacking they did. And I felt like it was a great book for me to research in terms of looking at what we do and see if we were missing anything. And uh, but it kind of makes my point of what we do. You know, I follow Dave. But what I find when I follow Dave, I have to take a break once in a while because I find I'm doing 39 things after like three months in a row because he's always learning new stuff and sharing it. So what I've tried to do with my business is take the 80-20 approach and go, what's a f- what's the fewest things that we can do to get the greatest impact and make it simple for our clients to implement? Mm-hmm. So that's why I read it, though.
1: And tell me, how did you find your coach since they were both expensive and good? So tell me more about that.
0: Yeah, I was in a network at the time. I did it for a year of entrepreneurs who this virtual network sprung up during COVID and i joined the network you know met every month on this and i was expressing that i was having a challenge getting quality leads that matched what we felt like our avatar was and somebody on the call said hey i know somebody who's really good or proven and that so it came from a referral
1: uh, isn't it that always the way so many coaches this season have gotten their first client or their most recent client or both from referrals it's just
0: Yeah. And Christy, do you mind if I add to that answer? I I cannot stress enough that I I think there's value in spending money on media to generate leads to a funnel. I do. But if you're early on in the process, I would spend the money getting yourself into networks where you can meet people and talk one on one or face to face or virtually that are going to be people that are you can help. That's that's where I'd focus my energy from a marketing standpoint.
1: Yeah, we always encourage people. I agree with you. And then we we encourage people not to spend a lot of money at all in the beginning on, on marketing and because there's so many organic marketing <laughs> platforms that are effective that are going to get you not plenty of clients that are going to get you to six figures of business. Um, without having to spend money on Facebook ads or Google ads right away. And I, to add to what you said, what I like about it is when you're a newer coach, often your messaging isn't quite honed in yet. And so when you can get out and talk to people about what you do, you start to get better at your messaging and you also start to understand them a little bit better and what they need. So it's a really good way to meet people, but also sort of hone what you do in a in a way that's not going to be painful. You know,
0: it's good. Gonna- yeah, that's really well said, Christy. I agree
1: 100%. Awesome. So, um, I wanted to ask you, for for people who want to know more about Tiger PI or they want more Steve Adams in their lives and want to kind of think <laughs> about their health a little bit more, tell us how what is the best way for them to to get some resources or connect with you and your company?
0: Two ways. One is just go to tigerpi.com and book a session with me. It's right there on the top of the website and I'm happy to talk to you. Uh, I'll make you do a little survey so I understand a little bit about you before we get on the phone. And then I will give you everything I got for 30 minutes. So that's one way. The second way is my book, Unleash the Peak Performer Within You. What you can do is just go tigerpi.com forward slash book and pay the shipping and we'll send you the book free. It's $9.95 and you get the book. And it's a, it's a highly researched book on everything we teach. Plus, all of the flow training is in there, and I think it would be a great way to get to know me and what we do. Uh, so those two things.
1: I like it. To say that your website URL one more time so everyone listening has it.
0: TigerPI, so dot com, And if you want the book, it's TigerPI.com forward slash book.
1: Awesome. So thank you, Steve, for being with us today. I think this is such an interesting take on a different way to do health coaching. And I'm so grateful you were able to share your insight with us.
0: Thank you, Christy. I'm really honored to be um, asked to come on your show. You got a great one, and I appreciate it very much.
1: This is the last episode of our first season of the Coach Pony podcast. And I want to take a moment to look back and reflect on the key lessons that these really successful coaches shared with us. Because even though they were from different niches and have very different business models, you probably noticed that they all had some interesting things in common, and several of the same themes carried throughout this season. Theme one was know your niche. Trying to serve everyone means you often serve no one. Theme two was that timeless marketing always works. You heard that most of the coaches I interviewed still rely on timeless methods to get clients usually from word of mouth, networking, and referrals. Theme three, they all made mistakes along the way, but they kept going even when things got hard. And because they didn't give up, they made it out the other side. I share all of this to remind you that coaching isn't rocket science. You can and you will figure out how to have a successful coaching business. And of course, if you need help to do that, we've got your back. Come on over to coachpony.com and grab our 26 page free guide on how to land your first paying clients and build a business where you actually make money. We'll show you in very simple steps, exactly what to do. So you have a happy bank account and happy clients finally, I want to say a genuine thank you for listening. Your interest in coaching means the world to me and Team Pony. I love that you're out there changing lives and helping people reach their potential. So keep doing that. And if this podcast helped you in any way on your journey, or you liked a particular episode, please share it with another coach who may benefit. I'd love to see more great coaches getting more great clients. And with that, I'll see you in season two of the podcast, where we will explore all of the different ways coaches can make money from private coaching to private retreats and the pros and cons of each. So if that sounds interesting, hit subscribe, and you'll be the first to know when it begins. And with that, I'll see you next time.